You're laser focused on getting an offer. You're obsessing over how much you're impressing the hiring manager and the recruiters. Are you more impressive than the other candidates? Are you standing out enough? But are you so worried about impressing the hiring manager and the recruiters that you've missed the fact that they should also be working to impress you? Did you take a minute to stop and think about whether or not the company was even a company you wanted to work for? What if you did get the offer, but it turns out the company culture was toxic? The fact is that the company should be impressing you as much as you need to impress them. It's not a one-way street. So if you're not doing your homework to figure out if this company culture is right for you before you get the job offer, it's not too late. So stick around and we'll break it down. UX fam, how's your mom and them? Welcome to another episode of Beyond UX Design. I'm Jeremy. If you're new here, welcome to the show. I am super stoked to have you. And if you haven't done it already, consider subscribing to the show wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you are a regular here and you feel like you're getting something out of the show, I would really appreciate you leaving a five-star review. That'll help me out way more than you can imagine. And to help keep the show independent and ad-free, you can become a patron for as little as $3 a month. And if you do that, you'll get some sweet, sweet perks for your support. And of course, if you think the show is worth sharing, then I would love it if you told some friends. For more information on how to help the show, make sure to check out beyonduxdesign.com support. You're so focused on getting your resume together, polishing up your case studies and your portfolio deck, finding the right outfit to wear, figuring out the right way to answer the tell me about a time when questions. But did you stop and think about the company that you're applying to? What would it actually be like to get this job? What's the company culture like? Did you want to work for this company in the first place? Are the people that work here even happy? Would you be happy if you did accept that offer? But how do you know any of that before you actually start working there? Think of the company's culture as the the personality of the company. It's the shared values, their behaviors, the practices that make up the work environment. And it's not something that exists on paper necessarily, although a lot of leaders will try to map out the company culture and try to inform or influence it. And sometimes this works, sometimes it doesn't. It's something that you can usually feel when you walk into an office. How does the team work together? How does the team communicate? How does that team celebrate? How do people treat each other during the good times and the bad? Lots of research has shown that happier employees are generally more productive. They're more likely to earn more than those employees at peer firms that are unhappy, and they're more likely to be successful, and they're more likely to stay longer if they're happier with the culture of the team. So company culture is important not only for your mental health or your own well-being, but it's really important for your long-term career growth. And it's really important to not overlook the importance of company culture before you accept an offer. The thing is that we all have different ideas of what a good or a bad company culture is. Some people are really excited about working from home. Some people are really excited about ping pong and catered food. Some people couldn't care less about any of those perks and they just want a bunch of money. They want as much money as possible. Some people want unlimited PTO. Some people want fully paid health insurance. Some people couldn't care less. Some people thrive in a flat organization. Some people would prefer to have a more top-down organization. So what would work for me and what would work for you may be two completely different things, and that's okay. I'm not here to tell you what is an objectively good or bad culture. That's totally up to you to decide. But what I want to do today is to give you the tools and the tactics that you need so that you can decide for yourself before you accept the offer from this company, if this company is a right fit for you, whatever that is, will you be happy? 
So if you understand how important culture is, then you understand how much this can affect your future career, your future earning potential, your mental health, and even your physical health. So obviously not doing your due diligence could lead you to get a job with a team where you just aren't happy and you'll be worse off in a few years. And this could set you back quite a bit. So I hope it's clear how important doing this is for you. All right, you get the idea. You know that this is important, but where do you start? Start with where it's easiest. And I think that would be social media or online. You're looking for a couple things here. How do they treat their customers online? And what do their employees say about the business online? So let's talk about how they treat their customers. This one may not be applicable in every scenario, right? So keep that in mind. This one's relatively easy to do if they're a B2C company, but even then it's possible if the company is large enough that the social media team and the team that you might be working with will never cross paths. So this may or may not be a good indication of how they would treat their employees. The social media team could also be a contractor. They might not actually be employees. You never know. So just be aware of that. But generally speaking, if you see this online, that social accounts are often rude, without good reason, it's possible that they're short with somebody who might be a total pain in the ass. But if you see a trend, this could be a good indication that the company culture is lacking in things like respect, empathy, positivity, things like that. And if that's the case, think about what it means for the employees in other areas. Again, this may only apply to B2C, but even sometimes you can find reviews for a B2B company online. They're out there. Are you seeing any trends? Signs of poor quality products, poor customer service, things like this. They can potentially be red flags to look out for. Now, again, keep in mind that if the company is large enough, the team that you may be joining might be completely separate and detached from any of that stuff. So it's totally possible that this will have no bearing on the team that you might join. But if it's a small company, it may be critical. Generally speaking, if there's a fraught relationship between customers and employees, it could mean that employees are grumpy, they're pissed off, they don't feel supported, any number of things. What does this tell you about the company's leadership? What do employees have to say? Websites like Glassdoor and Indeed are great ways to see what employees have to say without having to have a bunch of phone calls with them. So keep in mind that one or two employees having a bad experience with a manager does not mean that every employee will have a bad experience. Instead, keep an eye out for roles that match yours. So you're looking for designers. So it might not be an issue that Jim in accounting had a bad experience with his manager. You're not going to be working in accounting with Jim's manager. However, if you see trends from employees that complain about how employees are undervalued or that there aren't a lot of opportunities for promotion or the management culture is very authoritarian, things like that, these could be a sign of larger cultural issues within the company or the organization. Look for reviews from designers specifically that might give you a better insight into what the UX maturity is like within that team. See what they have to say about how design teams are treated by everybody else or how software teams are treated in general. Negative or even positive reviews might not affect you at all, but it may affect you directly. So use your judgment here. And if you are curious, these could be great questions to ask during your interview, which I'll get to in a second. Another great way to do some research is to go on LinkedIn, find past and present employees and reach out to them directly. Remember to look for employees that are active on whatever social media site you're browsing because they're more likely to respond if they're online a lot. Now, LinkedIn is awesome because you can find people with specific titles and specific locations, and you can really narrow down your search to find somebody with insights that are directly applicable to you and your situation. For instance, if you're thinking about applying for a job in a medium-sized company, they might have 500 people on LinkedIn. And you can narrow down your search to specific roles, send them a LinkedIn connection request with the message. Now, remember, don't just ask them outright for a favor, but say something like, 
Hi, Beth. My name's John, and I've, I've been thinking about applying to XYZ Group. I see that y'all have some open roles for UX designer, and I've, I've read some conflicting reviews online, and I was hoping to speak to one of the designers with some experience here, and I'd love to get some insights before I waste anybody's time applying. Or maybe you've already received the offer, and you can say something like, I want to talk to a designer there with some experience before I make a final decision. Or talking to past employees is a great way to get some honest insight from somebody who isn't invested in the current state of the team. So you could say something like, I see that you used to work for XYZ Group. I'd love to talk to you about your experience there. Get your honest feedback about the culture, the team, uh, before I make a final decision. And during this conversation, make sure to ask them why they left. Find out what would have kept them around. Things like that. You may find that they love the job, but for one reason or another, they had to leave. Who knows? They might give you a glowing review of the company, even though they don't work there anymore. Who knows? The other benefit to doing this is that if they did have a positive experience, and they still have contacts at the company, they might want to offer to refer you to somebody. So here again, keep in mind that this person's experience may not be the exact same as the one that you're going to have. There could be extenuating circumstances and things might be a little bit different. So just be aware of that. Okay, so you feel good about this company. You think this place has some potential and you're in luck because they want to bring you in for an interview. Congratulations. Now here's where you'll be able to ask a lot of questions about the role and the team that you'd be working with specifically. But even before you start asking questions, keep an eye out for a few red flags. So nowadays, you may not ever go into the office for an interview, but if you do get the chance to go to an in-person interview, take note of your surroundings. A few articles that I read online suggested to get there a little bit early. Not too early, maybe 15 minutes. Look around. Are people smiling? Are they laughing? Are they being friendly? Do you hear a lot of loud sighs or people banging their head against the table? Now remember, when I mentioned figuring out what you want, this is a great time to see for yourself if it matches your expectations. Are people wearing shorts and t-shirts or suits and ties? Do you want to wear shorts and t-shirts or do you want to wear a suit and tie? Are there games or food or is nobody there because everybody's working from home? Does it seem stuffy and cold, overly professional, or does it seem relaxed and jovial? Pay attention to these things and see if it syncs up with what you want. Maybe ask to get some water or ask where the bathroom is. Are people generally friendly as you walk past? They say hi or they just give you the cold shoulder. Now, this might not make or break things at this point, but you might get a good sense of the atmosphere while you're waiting for the interview to start. Well, let's talk about the interview itself. So now that you're in the actual interview, this is your chance to dig really deep and gain some of those valuable insights. Now, first, if you're a designer and you're going for a design role, take note of who is interviewing you. Is it another designer? Is it a software engineer? Is it a software manager? Is it somebody else entirely? How prepared are they? Do they seem like they're just reading questions from a list that they Googled five minutes before the interview? Or do they actually seem ready and prepared? Are they listening to you? Are they actually paying attention? Are they engaged? Do they seem like they're excited to be there? Do they seem like they're excited to have you on the team? Do they seem like they're excited to talk about what they do every day? Do they seem like they even know what they're talking about? And you'd be surprised how often people interviewing designers are not even designers. And this can tell you quite a bit about the UX team there. If they're given autonomy or if they take orders from a product team or engineering, or if there's even a design team at all. And there's nothing wrong with having you talk to a software engineer or a product person to get an insight in how you might work with these other teams. But if there doesn't seem to be any UX designers in sight, this could be a huge indication that you're in the wrong place or joining a company with very low UX maturity. Now, if you're worried that this could turn into a solo design role, make sure you check out one of the previous episodes where we talked about taking on a solo design gig and if that might be right for you or not. 
but make sure you ask your questions. Now, when it's your turn to ask your questions, don't give them any easy questions. Don't ask them super vague question that gives them the opportunity to be vague right back at you. Ask them specific questions about specific things that you care about. And think back to some of that research that you did prior. Now, hopefully you took note of any of those red flags that you saw. And now it's your turn to ask about them. Here's some examples. I've noticed online that there are a lot of negative reviews. How does this impact your team? Or I've noticed online that the customer service teams are often very rude to customers. What does this mean for the larger company cultures? Is this type of thing looked down upon? And if so, why is it so prevalent online? Or I've noticed a lot of negative employee reviews online. Can you speak to, you know, insert whatever specific question you have? Or ask them specific questions about one or two of the negative reviews and see if any of those issues were actually addressed or how they were addressed. Now, please do your future self a favor and don't play softball here. You can ask questions about the UX team and how they work with the rest of the org. Things like, where does the UX team fall within the larger organization? Or how high up does the UX team go? What's the highest level of UX professional here? Do they have executives? Do they have vice presidents? Or is it just a senior manager? How does the UX team know what to work on? Or who sets priorities for the organization? Or is the design team seen as a partner? Or how is design here judged? Who decides if it was effective? Or how much does the UX team collaborate with other teams? You can ask questions about upward mobility and training. You can ask things like, can you describe the opportunities for career advancement? Or what types of training and development programs are available? Or how does the company support professional development and career goals? Can you provide examples of designers who have advanced within the organization? Or how are promotions and advancement decisions typically made? Or are there opportunities for cross-functional experiences or rotational programs? Or are there leadership development programs available? You can ask questions about software quality. How are the teams measured? Who decides what is the right thing to build? What type of research methods do the teams use? What software development methodologies does the team like to use? You can ask questions about psychological safety. How does the team handle failure? How does the team handle difficult situations or questions? How is feedback provided and received in this organization? Can you give me an example of a time when you took a risk or made a mistake and how it was addressed? How was diversity and inclusion valued and supported? How was work-life balance encouraged and supported? How are new ideas and suggestions for improvement received and addressed? How are conflicts or disagreements typically addressed? How is open and honest communication encouraged? You can ask about the role specifically. Who will I be working with regularly? What roles generally collaborate with this role to solve problems? Can you describe the types of projects that I might be working on? What will my deliverables be? What will success for this role look like? How much do you expect this role to collaborate with other designers? This is not meant to be an exhaustive list. I got a lot of ideas for these questions from from doing a a Google search. So you can check some of the links in the show notes to see if any of these resonate with you or, or come up with your own. I'd advise you to think long and hard about what you care about and make sure you write these questions down so you don't forget when it comes time for the interview and leave time for yourself to ask these questions. Don't waste all your time talking about a single case study. Make sure you time box. And if you care about the answers to these questions, make sure you ask them. Now, nobody's going to give you extra time, and you need to make sure that you use your limited time you have wisely. Now, also keep in mind that how the interviewer reacts to your questions is another great indication of how you might be treated as an employee. Do they brush off the concerns? Do they get upset that you even asked these questions? Do they seem open and honest with you? 
or do they give you a bunch of bullshit that doesn't even answer the question? These things are really important. So let's talk about after you get the offer. Now, now you've completed the interview. You've asked all your questions. You feel good about what they said. They sent you an offer. Now you can potentially do some more research here if you're still somewhat unsure. If they liked you enough to give you an offer, you may have a week or two before you have to make a final decision. So see if you can spend some time with the team. Ask to speak with some of the current team members or better yet, see if you can come in for a little while during the day or ask to sit in a brainstorming session or a meeting to see how the teams interact with each other. Ask if you can sit in on a design critique or another similar meeting to get a feel for how the team works together. Maybe you can ask to have 30 or 45 minutes with a few of the people on the design team that you didn't get a chance to interview with. You can use that time to ask how they, how they like the company, what they enjoy about working there, find out some of the things that they were working on, things like that. Now, most of the time, your interview will be with your direct supervisor, or hopefully at least one of your interview sessions was with the person who will be your direct supervisor. But depending on the company, this may not always be the case. So if you didn't get a chance to meet with your direct supervisor before, make sure you ask for a meeting with them before you make your final decision. It's important to get to know the person that you'll be reporting to. So use this time to ask a lot of those other questions that you asked in the interview and get a sense for what it'll be like working there and and for them specifically. Maybe you can ask to speak to somebody even higher up. This may not be possible at a giant corporation with thousands of employees, but if, if this is a small company with a few dozen people, the chances are good that somebody like the CEO or the COO is present quite a bit. So if you feel like this is something that, that might be possible, don't hesitate to ask for some amount of time with the leadership team to get a sense of their character, their passion, their drive, or what their vision for the company is, things like that. Now, remember, you've got to be gracious here after you've already gotten the offer. Don't be overly demanding and don't be rude, obviously. Make sure to stress that you are very excited about the opportunity. You just want to make sure that this is a good fit for both you and the organization and you don't want to waste anybody's time. You could set a deadline, something like a week or two, for example. You could say something like, I want to give you a final decision by January 23rd. Is it possible to do blah, blah, blah before then? Obviously, don't let the offer sit forever. The company clearly needs to hire somebody to start taking on whatever work is piling up and and you don't want to do anything that'll make them rescind the offer. Now, you might be asking yourself, when would I start this whole process? And I would argue that it's absolutely never too late or too early to do any of this. And frankly, I'd start before you even bother applying for the job. Why waste your time going through all the motions of applying if you wouldn't even want the job in the first place? Maybe you're worried that the opening will be filled pretty quickly or something, so you want to get in there early. Okay, that's fine. But do this as soon as you've applied. If you're already in the middle of interviewing, now's the perfect time to start. If you've already received an offer, you might not have that much time to do any of this, but if you haven't done it, now is as good a time as any. Even if you just started the job and your gut's telling you that you made a mistake, then by all means, start doing some of this stuff right now before you waste six months or a year figuring it out as you go. It's better to quit early and move on than to put up with the toxic work environment that is making you miserable and possibly even physically sick. Now, the point is, it's never too early or too late. So to recap, use Google to your advantage. Use social media to your advantage. Find as much information about the company before you apply as possible. Search online for reviews of the company. See what the customers have to say. Scope out social media to see how the company interacts with customers online. Use Glassdoor or Indeed or whatever to find employee reviews of the company. Use LinkedIn to find past and current employees and talk to them. See what they have to say. Try to reach out, pick their brain about the culture and how they felt about it. 
Don't ask a bunch of softball questions in the interview. Take note of how you're treated. How did the interview react to your questions? Ask for a trial run. Spend an hour or two with the team. Make sure you get a chance to talk to your direct manager before you accept the job. Or talk to somebody on the leadership team to get a sense for the character and their leadership style. Well, all right, y'all, I think that's it for me for today. I hope to help to give you some strategies and some tactics on how to investigate the company a bit before you actually accept the offer. Have any of y'all tried any of these things before? Were you able to catch any red flags and avoid a catastrophe? <laughs> Did you miss any of these red flags and end up in a bad situation? Do you have any horror stories that could be avoided? Let me know on LinkedIn or shoot me an email at hello at beyondUXdesign.com. I'd love to hear from you. And if you liked what you heard today, don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you feel like you're getting something out of the show, I would love it if you left a five-star review. That would help me out so much. And if you know somebody who might find any of the stuff that we're talking about useful, why don't you tell a friend? That'd be fantastic. And if you want to help keep the show independent and ad-free, check out our Patreon sponsor packages at beyondyouxdesign.com support. You can support the show for as little as $3 a month. And there are some awesome perks like joining the Beyond UX Design Slack community to connect with other aspiring UX designers just like you. Or you can get a shout out on the show every week. And there's even a package to meet with me for 30 minutes every month. Don't forget to sign up for the newsletter and check out all the past episodes at beyondyouxdesign.com. I hope you keep coming back for more great UX tips from Beyond UX Design. Until next time, remember, you're more than a designer because there's so much more to UX and design. I'll see you around. Take care, y'all.